Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast, the podcast that gets a kid's perspective on sports. I'm Scott. Across the way is Derek. Derek, how's it going? As usual, it's going swell. We've got a, a fun show coming up here. Before that, uh, I know you're transitioning into in the baseball season. You, you had evaluations. You got more evaluations this week. There, I would think we're going to find out what team you're on soon and, and practices. Uh, you excited? Oh, you bet I'm excited. Yeah, baseball season coming up uh, for you, but it, it definitely hasn't felt like baseball season, has it? Here it hasn't. We got snowed on back on Friday. And, yeah, it just hasn't really been feeling like baseball weather. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say it's first and ten weather, but it's more like pucks and sticks weather. The last few days where winter has held on to the rib cage and refuses to, to exit the womb. Uh, spring will be here soon enough, and we'll be deep into the spring sports schedules. You've got, uh, obviously, soccer leagues going on, baseball and softball leagues. It, the weather has played much havoc with blue gold spring sports. Uh, baseball has just had to move a weekend doubleheader they had planned at home onto the road. Softball had to bang some games. Uh, that's always the roll of the dice you have with spring sports in this neck of the woods. Some years you have great weather, some years you do not. Uh, but uh, it'll get here soon uh, soon enough. How excited are you to start your own baseball season? Are, are you getting kind of antsy to find out what team you're on? You bet I'm getting antsy. I just really want to know which team am I on. Yes, yeah, it's just really hard. You might get on a team that's with a bunch of really good players or on a team where you basically have to carry your entire team. <laughs> now, while you're excited to get uh, baseball season going, I know we started or at least tried to start playing some wiffle ball in the backyard uh, this week before the snow started to fly on Thursday. Yeah, we only made it about three innings in that one. We were trying to make it six, but if came up short because the snow basically covered the entire field. How excited are you, though, for us to get back outside and, and play some wiffle ball and, and have fun, especially when the weather gets nicer? Oh, yeah, I'm really excited for that, especially with the nice warm weather. I usually play really well in nice warm weather, and I do worse when it gets colder. So I'm looking forward to the nice warm weather. What, what what excites you about playing wiffle ball with Daddy? Uh, mostly just <laughs> trying to hit the ball out of the park and every once in a while score seven runs on you in one inning. <laughs> is, is it still as much fun as it was uh, six, seven years ago? Yep, it's still as fun as it was six or seven years ago. How, how fun was it to try to hit the ball uh, on Thursday night, we had the wind, so the ball was on its own, curving and sliding and, and wiggly-woggling as it uh, came your way. Yeah, one pitch, it looked like it was going to hit me, and then it, the wind took it, and it was right over the middle. Nothing I could do about it. And there was another pitch, it was going to be a ball, and then the wind, once again, pulled it into the strike zone. But uh, uh, we had the wind blowing in from left field, but you still hit a couple through the wind for home runs. Yeah, I did. I actually hit a total of five home runs already to this point. And right now, it doesn't look like I'm going to be slowing down in that game. 
Of course, we've got a wiffle ball field I built in the in the backyard. And uh, do, do, do you tell your friends about the wiffle ball field? What what do they have to say? They usually say, "Can I come? Can I come over and show you how to hit some dingers there?" <laughs> That's what the usual comment is. Every once in a while, you'll get that one that it says, eh, "How big is it?" So I know how many hit home runs I can hit there. What you gotta get is somebody else to build a wiffle ball field, and you can, and I can go on the road, and we can invite uh, them here. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's backyard is big enough. Well, of course, we know uh, Major League Baseball ballparks are big enough, and the MLB season is a week in. Uh, way too early to get any type of true storylines. Uh, when you get to the end of April, and you start getting to you know, 15, 20 games in, some the seedlings of potential storylines begin to develop. And uh, right now what you're doing is you're trying to set the tone to see where things are mid to late May. That's when things begin to not necessarily solidify, but you have a much better direction as to what things are. Things right now are much like any type of race, a horse race, a human race, where everyone's off the starting blocks and some people may have one step ahead of the other but nobody is broken free uh you know you got the brewers you got the twins the twins have high expectations after their off season they're sitting at about 500 milwaukee sitting at about 500 uh, all you want to prevent through these first 10 games of the season is you don't want to start off one and nine two and eight three and seven and nearly the entire mlb looks on pace to be 500 through the first 10 uh, 10 games your uh, initial thoughts Derek as we are a week into the MLB season well over in the National League West Colorado Rockies they are at five and two right now and they've been on a roll they have not been stopped so far only two losses and if they can keep this pace up they're looking at a pretty good season if you're a team like uh, Colorado, where not a lot is expected out of you, having a very good start is key. It's no different than San Francisco last year, oddly enough, in the NL West. If if you have a good start, then everybody will keep expecting you to at one point drop back, and you may very well drop back, or uh, you could flip the script on what the season is supposed to be. Uh, very rarely does a bad team start off bad and then turn it around in time to make a run. Uh, so for some of those teams, uh, getting off to a better start is much better uh, than for others, is much more paramount. Uh, other thoughts? Well, also on the thoughts, there was a lot of trades going on back in the trade deadline, and now I'm still getting used to where everybody is. You've got Freddie Freeman on the Dodgers. I'm still used to him on the Braves. And, yeah, it's just chaos now with the teams and with the standings. You've got, all of a sudden, you've got the Brewers not in first place. You've got everybody kerfuffled. But no surprise, Orioles are 2-5. and five. <laughs> Sadly, one of those two wins has come against our beloved Yankees, who uh, remain a, a, a frustrating hair-pulling of an offensive squad one week into the year. I uh, want to ask you this, uh, in, in, in one of the most recent games, Joe Madden of the Angels walked the bases with the bases loaded. He intentionally walked a Texas Ranger to force in a run. 
on purpose, he wa- he walked in a run, intentionally walked a guy with the bases loaded, the force in a run. Wasn't a mistake. He wanted to avoid facing uh, a certain guy. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Did you see the highlights of this? I haven't seen the highlights yet, but I'm pretty sure that I'm. Pr- it wasn't really the smartest play though. You're already for- you just gave up a free run to the opposing team, and what that's just not gonna help you. Well, again, Joe Madden tends to be unconventional. Again, he intentionally walked Texas slugger Corey Seager. Seager, one of the guys who's switched teams in the offseason, walked him with the bases loaded to, to, to bring in a run. All right. Then he brought in another guy and did uh, Madden brought in another guy out of the bullpen and he got the next batter. And the Rangers ended up not having a big inning. Rangers got one run instead of three, four, five runs in that inning, and the and the Angels went on to win. So it was a gutsy move. Uh, it's the old adage of uh, he 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 took the cut instead of being knocked unconscious. Uh, would you do that if you were in a position where a team had their big slugger coming up with the bases loaded, but maybe a weaker hitter on deck? Would you say, you know what? I'm going to give you one run and not take the chance of you hitting either a grand slam or an extra base hit that brings in multiple runs. To be honest with you, I'd probably pitch around him. It would probably be I'd throw pitches outside the zone, see if he chases them. Either that, it's a walk, and then you got the weak hitter on deck. That's one way of looking at it, especially if you've you the old unint the old intentional unintentional walk. You, you, maybe you'd pitch around him. You'd you'd force in the run that way, but you wouldn't just hold up the four fingers and have him jog on down to to first base. Uh, in that case, you would think that's gone on more often than we than sometimes we know pitching around a guy and and what have you. But you like the idea of, hey, you know what? I'll give up one run as opposed to uh, and try to prevent the big inning. It's no different than when teams have, uh, they keep the infield back. The opponent's got runners at second and third, all right, early in the ball game, and the infield stays back because what you see is, all right, I'll give you one run on a ground ball, but I don't want a ground ball to get through, and you end up picking up two runs. Uh this is what makes baseball fun, isn't it, Derek? Do you sometimes have to tell this to your friends? It's it's all this kind of thinking that's what makes baseball fun. It might not be soccer where it's just a kick the ball here, kick the ball there, or, or hockey, which is high-flying. It's it's a thinking man's game. Yeah, it's a thinking game. You don't know what to do. You have to predict. What's the, is he going to chase this pitch, or is he just going to look at this pitch? Or, yeah, it's kind of a choice decision game any other thoughts before we wind down this episode one more thing on the MLB you've got this is just chaos and everybody's everywhere one team is one team that's unexpected to the top might to be even close to the top might be close or then again you might have a team that's expected to have a really good start to the season flop down to like third or fourth but uh, everybody's not surprised with the Orioles at two and five because that tends to be their starting point and then they start to build up from there okay I found it interesting uh, you brought up something that 
always messes with everybody. The fact that you're seeing different players in different uniforms. Uh, it's been that way now for 50 years with free agency, getting used to guys in different uniforms. But I think some of it's overplayed. You, you still see certain guys synonymous with certain teams, and you still think of them with certain places. But there are times where you get, you get reminded that moves were made. For instance, I had to be reminded that Corey Seager's no longer with the Dodgers. He was one of those prized free agent acquisitions in the offseason and went to the Texas Rangers, who were spenders, somewhat surprisingly, right along with the Detroit Tigers being uh, spenders. Of course, Texas has the brand-new ballpark. You want to keep people excited down there. And Detroit may feel as though they are in a window of uh, potential winning there in the AL Central. All right, Derek, that'll do it for this week's edition. All right.